The atmosphere has voted for change. This is way over our heads. Weather and Climate Podcast, I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. We're on the eve of Election Day, Kenny, and we have a beautiful Election Day ahead, don't we? Oh, yeah, it looks... Oh, it looks all right. Big, big difference from what we had, uh, you know, in the days running up to Halloween there. Uh, Yeah, it looks like across Minnesota, temperatures are going to be in the 50s in the northern part of the state and the 60s in the southern part of the state. It looks like a beauty. And in your day job, there's been some research done on election days past and the weather. And uh, that's interesting to see kind of this broad potpourri of weather we've had over the years on Election Day in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, not surprising. You know, this is one of those rotating holidays, right? It's kind of like Thanksgiving. It's it's never, well, I shouldn't say never, but from one year to the next, the date changes. And so, uh, you know, it gives you a little bit of a range of dates. So it's it's different from, you know, looking at something like, you know, December 25th, which is always the same date. But uh, yeah, there's been, you know, everything from a uh, highest temperature of 71 degrees uh, on, the, on a presidential election and the lowest temperature of 28 degrees. Um, that's just for temperatures. So quite a range, not a shock. Uh, the average temperature on presidential elections in Minneapolis, St. Paul, has been uh, 49. That's sort of an average for the uh, high temperature. You know, we've had quite a range. We've had some years with snow. We've had years where we were still recovering from snow. So, for example, you know, everyone would remember, of course, the Halloween blizzard, but that was an off year. But the next year, what's often forgotten is we had another very early snow. So that in 1992, uh, folks in the Twin Cities area and much of Minnesota were digging out from from some snow on Election Day, uh, you know, just an inch or so officially on Election Day in the Twin Cities area. But there had been more from the day before. So, yeah, we've had everything from rain and thunderstorms to beautiful weather. And we've also had snow either on the ground or falling. So uh, no surprise, early November in Minnesota can mix it up pretty well. Do you have any uh, Election Day weather memories, Mr. Dubois? Boy, Kenny, you know, I I really don't. I was trying to think back, and uh, I suppose I could search and find the information, but I remember the first election that I really had any strong level of engagement with was the 1968 election. And I believe that was on November 4th of 1968. I'd have to double check that. But my memory is that my parents decided it was time for me to uh, become more politically awakened. So at that time, of course, our own Hubert Humphrey, former Minneapolis mayor, longtime senator, was uh, running for president against Richard Nixon. And the uh, Humphrey campaign headquarters, the national campaign headquarters, was in the old Lemington Hotel, for those of us who are of a certain age and remember where that 
place was located. And uh, we did not have accommodations in the Lemmington, but across the street was the Lemmington Motor Inn, whose claim to fame was it was the uh, hotel which housed the Beatles when they came here for a 1965 concert. But that's a whole other story. So anyway, Kenny. Ooh, was that the Beatles concert? Was that the Beatles concert where they made lots of enemies in Minneapolis? Yes, at that very okay. hotel. Uh-huh. Maybe that that yeah. that could be a sidebar to one of our future our future <laughs> I think, episodes. I think it's a sidebar to a current episode. <laughs> yeah, I think it is too. I think it is too. Yeah, that incidentally too, I believe, was the only North American concert that the Beatles did not manage to sell out. So perhaps there was a little Midwestern Minnesota hostility towards them uh, back in that in that era, 1965. So I think, anyway, I think that, yeah, and if I recall that what where they went, where they ran afoul, was they uh, violated violated those, uh, you know, Minnesota uh, parental curfews. Yes, they did. They had some <laughs> of their younger fans <laughs> who uh, were in the hotel. and uh, Problematic. Yes, yes, and I think that uh, gained the umbrage of the Minneapolis Police Department. But again, another story. Perhaps we can talk, right. maybe weather and music. We can go back and see what the weather was like on that uh, August That's going to be a 65. tough connection. I love it, though. <laughs> What was the music like one time when I was listening to the, or what was the weather like one time when I was listening to the radio? <laughs> like it. Well, Open anyway, anything. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we uh, had a room in the Lemington Motor Inn uh, overlooking the Lemington Hotel and watched all of the activity throughout election night. But as I recall, it was a rather nondescript night. I don't think it was particularly warm. I don't think it was particularly cold. I just don't remember anything outstanding about it uh, other than watching all this activity unfold in front of me. So other than that, Kenny, I mean, my it's odd. I, I, I don't really connect any election with a particular weather event in my lifetime, at least that I can remember. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with you there. I, you know, I haven't been voting quite as long, but when I was a kid in the late seventies and in the eighties, I would often go to the polling place with my mother and you know, the whole apparatus was different. You'd go into that booth. There was like a little curtain you'd pull over. There were some levers. Do you remember the levers? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Sort of a giant typewriter key and a lever. It was, uh, it's kind of wild to see how that was done, but, um, yeah, I guess I would equate it with sort of daytime, you know, Halloween weather. I mean, I, I remember some kind of, Oh, drizzly, kind of misty. It was never super warm that I recall or or super cold. It was just kind of what you'd typically expect. Yeah, so I don't have a sense of, you know, we talked earlier in the in the fall we talked about that sort of first day of school weather and I I guess I don't have anything like that for election day that I can recall, but it's interesting if, you know, if people do, they it would certainly stick with them. I think this year might be one that, you know, especially first time voters are, are really going to remember, except for the fact that, you know, six sevenths of them have already voted. But right. uh, <laughs> so maybe they won't enjoy the splendor. Uh, I do remember it was quite a nice day in 2008. Um, I do recall that I had been on my that's on right my bicycle. Yes. And we had a high of 71 degrees that day. OK, um, so, you know, we're, we're going to be hard pressed to match that this year but uh yeah it, it i think should be you know here in minnesota mostly decent weather uh, and route to even nicer weather later in the week i mean what a change you said that the atmosphere voted for change yes yes i th- think you're correct it uh 
you know, if you look at the period from, I, I want to say it's October 18th through the 27th. So 10 days, you know, if you just add those up, that's 10 days. That period was the coldest October 18th through 27th on record in the Twin Cities this year. Uh, and that goes back, That can we can push that back into the 1870s. So we were historically cold for, you know, about 10 days in October. And it led us to having the second coldest second half of the month on record. And now we're flipping where we're we're looking at the end of the week, Jim. There are going to be parts of Minnesota where on, you know, Friday morning and Saturday morning, the temperatures might not fall below 50, which is kind of mind boggling for November. If you if you combine that with the potential for highs above 70 degrees, you're looking at a daily average temperature that could be around 60 that's uh that's pretty sneaky for November. So um, we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to keep an eye on and see if if we're as warm or as anomalously warm as we had just been anomalously cold because that would be quite a swing. Well, if you're so inclined and you want to do some research, you can check out a 2012 edition of Weatherwise magazine and they have a story on the correlation between weather and elections. And my recollection of the story is, too, there is also some correlation as to weather, turnout, and outcome of the election. So uh, that could be quite interesting. I also thought it might be interesting if, um, you know, if any graduate students are listening here who are thinking about what they want to write a thesis on, perhaps it would be an interesting cross-disciplinary approach to uh, reach out to someone um, in, uh, I guess, in the case of the University of Minnesota, in the um, geography department, who might have an interest in climatology, or maybe the, uh, what is it, the, uh, the soils department uh, on the St. Paul campus, or I think there's actually an atmospheric Help me out here, Kenny. What's the, isn't the, isn't there an well, soil, water, and climate? Soil, water, and climate, the, right. Soil, right. water, and climate is the uh, the department where they do some weather and climate science stuff. And then there's obviously, as you mentioned, geography. Right. But maybe there's a chance to, uh, you know, work with the folks in political science and uh, see if there's some correlations. You know, we would just anecdotally assume that better weather bodes for better turnout on election day back in a typical election when you would show up at the polls and we know traditionally better turnout has generally favored democrats so we shall see i don't think that we can use this upcoming election as any kind of litmus test for that since it looks like the majority of voters here in minnesota have already voted and have no need to go to the polls uh, well on election you know day. and i think the the sociologists and folks who more frequently do the kind of qualitative research, I guess it would include some of the geographers, might be really interested in, in a piece of that question that you're asking, because as I think, Minnesota always is number one or two in voter turnout. And I, and I, I guess I would want to test a hypothesis that voter turnout is going to be independent of the weather conditions, that it's kind of infused into the ethos or the culture of the state. This is just a hypothesis that people are going to vote, whether it's raining or sleeting. And, you know, that would also kind of play well to our, you know, I guess I'd say our public identity as an extreme weather state. 
that we can, you know, we can sort of handle this. And yeah, we'll wait in line to vote if there's a blizzard. I wonder, I wonder then what some of the softer states um, that don't have the same level of turnout, how if if the weather changes or you know turning to more inclement weather, if that uh, actually does affect turnout more notably, because you know. Um, Maybe in some of those areas, voting isn't as much of a given. Uh, just an idea, but yeah, kind of piggybacking off of what you were thinking. Well, if we unearth any data about what we've been talking about here, we'll definitely share that with you all here on uh, Way Over Our Heads. So, Kenny, we are coming up next week uh, to a week where some of the most consequential weather events in Minnesota and elsewhere have taken place. Uh, you know, the Armistice Day blizzard of 1940 comes to mind immediately. The gales of November, the uh, the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. That's a really historically active weather week, correct? Yeah, it is. It's a, uh, exactly. It's, you know, as you kind of get out of that first week of November, um, well, I don't even know what it is. I, I mean, I, I can only say as someone who's looked at all the charts and who studies the history of the weather that there's something about November 11th in particular that really has put an imprint on uh, on weather history. But that, that period from about the 9th to the 12th, it's kind of unlike any other four-day period. And it's not it's not sort of a guarantee that there's always going to be something exciting. In fact, in a typical year, it's just a you know typical weather for that time of year. It's just that some of our, as you mentioned, we ha- we had this blockbuster blizzard that nobody. I mean, you know, it's one of these things, Jim, where nobody, in, in, unless they really follow history or the weather, knows what the Armistice Day blizzard is. And people like you and me try and keep it in people's sort of collective memories because it's helpful to know what has happened and also what can happen. But that was a devastating blizzard that would still be a devastating blizzard today. You know, some of the old sort of blizzards of times gone by were just artifacts of the fact that we didn't have technology or we didn't have good transportation systems. But in 1940, the blizzard killed a lot of people and it would, it would be a threatening blizzard even today. More recently, the same day, the same rough period in 1998 produced one of the greatest inland extratropical cyclones. That's this just giant low pressure system uh, in the Midwest and was and produced lethal winds, especially in Wisconsin. Uh, same time, it was, you know, November 10th and 11th, I believe, 1998. Um, and one of the great weather events of history was back in 1911, which again, we don't remember it because nobody was there for it. But uh, but when you look at what happened, it's sort of jaw dropping. Yeah. So we're kind of entering a, a period where the sort of the Super Bowl or the, you know, the, the grand championship of uh, of weather has occurred during those four dates. Some of the, you know, some of the most prolific weather events of the, you know, of the respective centuries. Well, we will definitely talk more about that in the next episode of Way Over Our Heads. But Kenny, in a nutshell, what can we expect over the next few days? Um, Splendor? (laughs) Well, Uh I mean, I can't tell people what they're going to be feeling um, over the next several days. Well, that's a good point. I can say that the weather is not going to be the reason if you're upset. That's not going to be because of the weather. The weather's going to be great. might be a little bit breezy. 
It's going to be mostly pleasant, dry, right through the week. We don't really have any rain or snow or anything like that until you get into the weekend. So kind of a a chart-topping weather week for Minnesota. And if you have not already done so, or if you have procrastinated and it's now too late, you have a beautiful day, no excuses, other than COVID, take precautions, you can do that, but be sure and vote tomorrow. In person. Yes. This is Way Over Our Heads. It's a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Kenny, uh, have a great week and look forward to talking to you about these uh, November weather events next time around. Very good. Talk to you then. Thanks, Jim.